This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, with the rising costs, pet parents are getting assistance from food banks. And the latest from award-winning mystery author Margaret Mizushima. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting. And Monica, I've been contacted a lot lately with people who ask me where they can find pet food banks. And also, not only do people sometimes want to get food from the pet food banks, but also if people are looking to donate. So, and I know the with the human food banks, we have a lot is readily available in our communities across the nation, but there also is this new insurgent of pet food banks to help the people who may need a little support with getting food for their pets during these times. Can you share some information with us on that? Absolutely. So as most of us can relate, inflation is going up. The prices of things are constantly rising. Um, You know, the prices of rent. And there was 2022 numbers just came out from, um, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And since from 2020 to 2022, like people um, experiencing chronic homelessness increased by 15%. Overall homelessness is increasing. People that don't even have sheltered, unsheltered homelessness is on the increase as well. 
So many people are experiencing issues and there's a lot of help out there for anybody who is in low cost situation or they're temporarily without shelter and they have pets. And that becomes so hard because not only are times rough, but you have to worry about, you know, your pet getting the care it needs as well. Um, really, really can be heartbreaking for so many because they have these pets and they're, they're part of your family. And to think about having to um, surrender them or give them up because you don't have the ability to care for them um, is definitely heartbreaking. And a lot of people are just going through issues right now where they just need a little help. Um, and it's important to know where to find it. So, so many, so many places have popped up and they're not, again, you know, search out. And I can tell you that different states have different mechanisms for finding where your local pet food banks are. Um, for example, here in Florida, we have the 211 information system. So in Florida, you dial 211 and that's your basic information. And I know different states have different codes, but, um, that's more than just your basic like government stuff. They can give you information on shelters, pet food banks, people food banks. And oftentimes our regular human food banks are now stocking pet food as well. They have, and in different areas of the country, they have programs like Paw Meals on Wheels. And they have people that will deliver and organizations that will deliver pet food for seniors that can't get out of their house to have pets. So if you are having an issue, whether you're unable to leave, you're ill, um, there are a lot of resources out there. So a couple of great websites to start with, anybody, wherever you are, can go to findhelp.org. And on findhelp.org, you can search out so many different things, food, shelter, everything. But if you go into food bank, um, the food bank category, they have a section in there for pet food as well. So you can put in your zip code and it can bring you up a list of um, places that have pet food banks close to your area. There's also another great organization that's called petsofthehomeless.org. And they are an organization that supplies individuals that are homeless or experiencing low income issues with food and supplies and health care for the pets. They have areas all over the U.S. And then you can get on there, type in your zip code, um, see where you can go to get help in your area. You can apply for medical assistance aid in your pet um, if your pet becomes ill. And there's also information on where to donate, where to um, donate food locally in different areas. So that's another great site that can be used nationally, no matter where you're located, to um, find out where you can go for pet food assistance and also where you can make donations. Another thing is the majority of the areas that you're going to be looking in are humane societies are not just for going and adopting a dog or bringing in a dog that you found or that needs a home. They are a great, great source of information. Humane societies also often have lists of good local trainers um, good local veterinarians, and they also 
are very, very, very proactive in pet food banks. Oftentimes, a large majority of your humane societies will have their own pet food bank right there at the rescue. Um, and if they do not, usually they will have a list of local places um, that do. Oftentimes, even here where I am locally, a lot of businesses have stepped up to have local food banks. On Saturdays and Sundays, a lot of farmers markets, when they occur on the weekends, will have food bank tables. And oftentimes, a lot of those contain pet foods as well. So there is so many different areas that will differ on where you would go or what store or location you would go to. But there's a lot of resources out there that people just often aren't aware of. They just didn't know that XYZ business or that the local farmer's market or the Humane Society down the road, those free resources available to them. So really, it's just checking out in your area, seeing what you have around and checking those national websites for first first hit location close to you. And also check your rescues locally, check your humane societies, because nine out of 10 times, if you don't see something that's very close to you, they will have a list of someone who is. That's great information. And because there is, there's people who are with the way the economy is right now, You the, these are sources to help as in with human food. Your pets need some food too. And I know that, that some Meals on Wheels do deliver to our seniors that have pets. You, If you do have a pet and if you're, you are on Meals on Wheels, you may want to ask if they do. There's also, as you said, the humane societies. And some of the humane societies actually have some low-cost vet care or they could direct you as well as food information about whether it's to pick up food, to donate food, whatever it is you want to do. There's a lot of information out there. You gave out two really helpful websites in case people want to go. It's a national website, but it will bring you locally if you do it, if you went to your zip code. Can you just give those both out one more time, Monica? Absolutely. So the first one is findhelp.org. So just F-I-N-D-H-E-L-P.org. And then the second is petsofthehomeless.org. You know, just like it sounds, petsofthehomeless.org. Both of them will have locators information in there. The findhelp.org has information for all different types of help that people need, um, down to mental awareness help, um, medical help, homeless um, shelter help, food help. Um, there's, there's so many options on that findhelp.org. Um, also, right now, for example, here in Florida, where I am, we went through a very large hurricane, but getting a roofer right now is, you know, you're on waiting lists, um, just getting, you know, people available to, you know, provide work. And that means you're spending a lot of extra money on an additional place to live. You're having to come up with a lot of money to pay contractors. So you'll find yourself in a situation we're still on a list to get our roof fixed. So, I mean, I know it's like you have to be patient, but there's a lot out there locally to help to help you along. So thank you so much, Monica. This is very valuable information. And I hope that um, for all of you pet parents out there, it'll help you if you're looking for food for your pet, for care for your pet, for just 
for yourself or for, you know, your neighbor or whatever. Um, I hope that this helped you. So, Monica, thank you so very much. This is very, very important and valuable information. Thank you. And we will be back in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie here to tell you about the award-winning three-book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, the latest from award-winning mystery author Margaret Mizushima. Stay with us. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Margaret Mizushima is the author of internationally published and award-winning, by the way, one of my favorite, Timber Creek Canine Mystery Series. Margaret serves as the president for the Rocky Mountain Chapter of Mystery Writers of America and was elected the Writer of the Year by Rocky Mountain Fiction Writers and is also a member of the Northern Colorado Sisters in Crime, Pikes Peak Writers, and Women Writing the West. And with us today to introduce the eighth book in the Timber Creek Canine Mystery, Standing Dead, is award-winning author Margaret Misushima. Hey, Margaret, welcome back. Well, thank you. It's always so wonderful to visit with you. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, we're so glad to have you. I mean, we've gone through all of these books, and, and I've watched the characters, who we'll talk about in a minute, kind of like develop and grow up. And oh my goodness, it's so wonderful. But for our first-time listeners, before we get to that, could you just tell them a little bit about yourself? Oh, all right. I'm a retired speech therapist started writing um, all kinds of fiction after I retired. And this was right around the year uh, 1998. And uh, so I wrote different types of fiction and ended up trying my hand at a mystery. And it was the mystery that finally got me a publisher. So uh, I have been writing the Timber Creek Canine Mysteries and publishing about one a year uh, since 2015, and um, very excited. These mysteries uh, 
have feature a veterinarian and a canine cop and her dog, Robo. So I'm very excited that we're into the eighth book. I have been hooked on the Timber Creek Canine Mystery Series since the first book in the series and where I was first introduced to some of my favorite mystery characters, Maddie, Robo, and Cole. And I know you briefly touched on it, but can you tell us a little more about these memorable characters and about the Timber Creek Canine Mystery Series? Yes. Um, I... The, the first book in the series is called Killing Trail, and it introduces our three protagonists, um, because I count this dog, Robo, as one of my protagonists. We have Cole Walker, who's a veterinarian, and Cole has some baggage in the first part of the series because his wife has left him with two daughters, young daughters, and he has always been a workaholic and doesn't really know how to be a single parent, but that's what he's challenged with in the first book. And then we have Deputy Maddie Cobb, who has lots of baggage in the first book. And she is a uh, woman who grew up in foster care because her mother abandoned her when she was six years old, and you learn more and more about that um, throughout the series. Uh, Maddie and Cole help solve cases together, but one of the stars of the the series is Robo, who's a German Shepherd dog, dual trained in narcotics detection and patrol, and he has multiple talents that he demonstrates throughout the series also. And, and can you just tell us a little bit about, like, the character that Robo was based on, and we've talked, when we've talked about some of your other books, when they were released, we talked about Robo, and Robo is actually based on a a real character. Yes, yes, a real patrol dog. Um, I met his uh, owner and handler after he passed away, um, but he did pass away from natural causes, old age, which is always good to know he didn't die in the line of duty. Um, She trained him and used him as her patrol partner um, in Bellingham, Washington for um, years and years. And uh, Robo was able to uh, do so many different things. He would apprehend people who were trying to hurt her. He uh, would track thieves and find where they had left a stash. Um, He would do all kinds of things for her, and um, she had worked hard on that training. And when I met her, um, she had retired from police work because she and Robo had been exposed to chemicals in a warehouse explosion, which also deafened him. So he became her pet, and they retired, and they moved to Colorado which is where I met her. Um, She helped me so much with uh, stories about Robo, and she uh, let me shadow her while she was training other dogs for AKC tracking. And um, so after I had heard all these different stories about him, I said, is it okay if I use his name as the character in my book? And she said, that would be really wonderful. So... Uh, that's kind of how, that's the inspiration behind the Robo character. 
And he's such a key character in all of your storylines. I mean, it's it's really great. And I, like I said, I love this series, book one through seven. They were truly page turners. And I, I gotta tell you, Standing Dead number eight had me kind of like on the edge of my seat. And, and I thought I had it figured out. And I'm pretty good. I'm a mystery person from way back. I'm a Nancy Drew girl. And I thought I had it figured out, Margaret, and I didn't. So that was wonderful oh. twisting that you did, twisting and turning. So can you tell the listeners um, a little about Standing Dad? Yes. Um, so I have been piecing in Maddie's backstory and having her discover more and more things. Maddie has repressed memories from the time before she was six years old. And so I've been piecing that in as she has been uncovering those memories. And so Standing Dead is kind of a culmination of all of the eight books in the series because we finally learn, um, we, we know that Maddie was kidnapped. She and her mother and her brother were all kidnapped when she was two. But we don't really know much about the night she was kidnapped until Standing Dead. And that just all kind of unravels during the story. Um, so I, I was really wanting to give my readers answers this time. And so a lot of people think this is the last book in the series, but it is not. And um, so Manny will have different focus in the future. It's kind of a pivotal book, though as far as being able to wrap up some of her past. Well, and it's interesting you say that because it's almost as though she, well, we've been going through this with her as she's um, changed and developed and learned more about her past. And it does, it kind of culminates in this book. A lot of answers um, were given to things that I'm, I'm sure that the readers such as myself we're looking for clarification on, and that happened. And I was going to ask you, is there a book nine and what can we expect in book nine? There is a book nine. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of standing dead, um, Maddie and Cole, Maddie, Maddie has, uh, they have already, Cole has already asked Maddie to marry him uh, in a previous book. Um, but they didn't set a date or anything like that, but they finally set a date at the end of Standing Dead. And so we'll be going into the time period when Maddie and Cole are about to get married, and of course there needs to be a mystery that interferes with that. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I love and it. so uh, in this mystery, um, I think Maddie will be called to go to Washington State, which is where I, I have moved recently, and um, she will be uh, called in on a search and rescue mission. Robo and Maddie have been developing quite a reputation for their teamwork in Colorado, and um, Robo's trainer uh, is very active in regional search and rescue and so here in the West, and so that's how Maddie's going to get involved. So the, I, I intend to throw lots of complications at her, <laughs> even though she's not going to be facing villains from her past in the next 
book. Yeah, she has a whole new set of villains she's going to be pacing probably. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. But I'm glad this all got wrapped up and she can kind of, not that she's going to move on, but there's like a lot of other things that she can encounter or interact with. And I have to tell you, Margaret, they've all been set in Colorado, which you write very atmospheric. You feel like you're there. Um, it's um, mystery that's going to happen in yes. Washington state. So I, I am looking forward to it. I'm sure that all the other uh, listeners that are Timber Creek canine mystery fans are also going to be looking forward to it because whole, it's almost like a segment, a chapter in her life has closed, which during that chapter, you've also incorporated a lot of um, community and social awareness and things you've, you've introduced um, very professionally and dealt with, uh, some of the things that go on that probably the average person doesn't know that goes on in these locations. So you've, you very nicely introduced that and, and Maddie has sort of wrapped up a part of her life and she's getting ready to go into the next one. So I am really looking forward to, um, to book nine. I think that that's going to be very interesting and the way book, I'm not going to just tell anybody i'll keep the secret but the way uh standing dead book eight ended you're all gonna be like going yes for something that's gonna happen but i'm not gonna tell you i'm excited <laughs> about it so. oh thank you i'm excited about it <laughs> yeah. too. And thank you for your compliments about the atmosphere and standing dead i decided to kind of um pinpoint or highlight the the beetle kill yeah. That's happening throughout Colorado's forests and these uh, lodgepole pine trees that are being left dead by these beetles. Um, whole whole forests are and acres and acres are now dead, but the trees are still standing, and so that is why we picked the title "Standing Dead." Well, and kind of the tr the cover sort of, um, and of course, very soon into the story, you kind of see uh, how the trees all tie into everything too. But the cover is very, um, it's different than your other covers. It was like, it kind of leads you in, like, it's like opening a door and going, oh, it's the, the trees have the way that the atmosphere is in this book is a little different than the other ones. And it fits right into what the storyline is. And actually to what the title is. That's what I think. Good. Yeah. Good. And I'm Thank just one you. of your readers. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what someone who's a professional will go, well, I think that this tree means it. But it looked very, as soon as I saw it, I went, oh, this is like going to be so good. So <laughs> well, good. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Margaret, where can the listeners go to learn more about you? to learn more about the Timber Creek Canine Mysteries, and, of course, to learn more about Book 8 in the series, Standing Dead. Well, I do have a website. It's margaretmizushima.com. That's M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-M-I-Z-U-S-H-I-M-A.com. And I'm also on Facebook, um, and I'm also on Twitter. Um, so any of those places, uh, readers can find me. Well, and, and before we go, um, is there any thoughts or final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, maybe something that we didn't cover in the book or the, uh, the series? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, I do, I do, uh, want to say that, 
Uh, I have had to recently relocate from Colorado, and I miss all of my Colorado friends very much. Um, but our move to Washington State has given me at least new fodder for my fiction, and it's kind of stimulating my imagination. So hopefully, we can, <laughs> so we will. We as the readers will all benefit from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to book nine. I can't tell. When all of you finish at the end of book eight, and it's right at the end, you're going to know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> oh, Well, thank you so much. Oh, no. Thank you for being a guest and for sharing uh, book eight, A Standing Dead, with our listeners. And also, in, in all of your books, you do shine a light on um, key social issues and also the importance and the value of the partnership uh, that uh, Deputy Maddie Cobb and her canine partner Robo has, which I think speaks volumes for the importance of our our dogs, our canines, who actually work in whether it be the um, police, wherever the the just to make sure that everybody knows the importance of these partnerships. You cover, yeah. you cover that beautifully because Robo is a very key part to these stories. He's, he's not only a dog in the stories. He's a, he's a lead character and a key character and the things that he does is absolutely amazing. So, and I've learned a lot from that too, that I may not have known, which I thought I went on, but it's very, you lay it out and you uh, present it very informatively and also so that we can all understand it. So I appreciate that because the relationship and the partnership that they have between Maddie and Robo is very, very important to the story. So I thank you. Well, thank you. And um, I always strive to make sure that Robo has lots to do in a book and, and show off his skill set. And I, I know more and more rural jurisdictions are getting canine uh, um, mm-hmm. units in place, and I'm so happy about that. Um, over the past 10 years, that's been happening. And um, also, I always try to make sure that Cole Walker has something to do in the book. So there's some veterinary medicine going on in the book, too. Yeah, and he was a big part of that solving that mystery. I won't get into it. He, he usually on? has to give his two cents whenever it comes to <laughs> clue did. finding. He did. Yeah, this is a real good one. So, everyone, you have to get Standing Dead, and it's uh, the eighth book in the Timber Creek Canine Mystery Series. And to learn more, uh, Margaret, why don't you give out your uh, website again and your social media information and it's by Margaret Mizushima and this is where you can find out more about all of your books and about this latest one, Standing Dead. Okay, the website is margaretmizushima.com and um, I'll spell that since it's not a real common name. M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T M-I-Z U-S-H I-M-A dot com. And then I can be found, um, Margaret Mizushima author on Facebook and at Marg Mizu on Twitter. Perfect. Well, Margaret, thank you again. And I can't wait. <laughs> I well, I'm standing dead, but now I'm all ready for the next book. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for having me as a guest. As always, it's a pleasure to visit with you. Always a pleasure, and I thank you, too. And we will be back in just a minute. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.